Welcome to Shardcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news, discussion, and of course, a whole lot of opinions about Brandon's work and the Cosmere. I'm Eric, and joining me as always is Ian. Hey, I'm Weary Rider. Also joining me is Grace. Hi, I'm Gator Girl. And back from the ti- the dark times of Shardcast, long before uh, in 2012... Back get, in the shadow days. In the shadow days. Shadow days the dark, yeah. the, the shadow days of Shardcast. We have Lord Joshin himself, Josh. Hey guys, I'm Rubix. And uh, are, are you Joshin Oslin or Josh Joshin Yeoman? Yes, I'm <laughs> one of those. <laughs> At the very least, he was born a yeoman. Were you born you a don't yeoman? Know how marriage practices on schedule work. Were you born a yeoman? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Because the wedding is between Josh and Yeoman and Michelle Ostlin. So. All oh, right, right, right. Okay. Yes. He. He. Mm-hmm. Josh is a giant punk who is in a Cosmere book. So. Yeah. Yep. Uh. He's also this- one of the founders of the. Yes. Oh, shard. yeah, yeah. He, he, yeah. He, he's also the the head honcho of Seventeen Shards. Where I, uh, when I can't manage a thing, I'm like, Josh, help me. And that, that's what happens. It's kind of my whole shtick. Come in and hit people with a stick when they need to be hit. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. Well, welcome to the podcast where we will not be hitting people with sticks. Too Aww. hard. Nor transform sticks into fire. This week, we are going to talk about a very particular shard of Adenalcium, Endowment. The shard that Hoyd would take up, if given the chance. That's true. But first, we do have a little bit of news. So, you can pre-order signed copies of The Many Lives of Stephen Leeds. Which is the omnibus of the Three Legion stories. Yep. When does that come out? September something? 18th? Is that what it is? It comes out, yes, September 18th. Cool. Wow, Eric actually remembered something. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> Just true. under a month. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I should probably read the second Legion before the third one comes out. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I should probably do that. Uh, also, the... Hero of Ages Leatherbounds went to print and we'll get them November, December. Mm-hmm. This um, holiday season. The holiday season. Uh, the the Leatherbounds are very, very pretty. They're also uh, very expensive. They're also so. $100, yes. <laughs> that is true. $100 for a book you've already got. Yeah, but a prettier yeah. version of that book. The mm-hmm. canonical one that has slight changes. Mm-hmm. The Bennett will now be correct between Mistborn One and Hero of Ages, and the so you know you don't you don't have errors between the two books, so that's nice. Great. So we are gonna talk about Endowment, the only shard on Nalthus, the world of Warbreaker. Really, we we don't technically hear Endowment say things in Warbreaker. But we do get this near the end of uh, Light Song's story. Yes. Uh, this is in the moments before Light Song does something very awesome. 
Oh, more breaker spoilers, by the way, guys. (laughs) As soon as he did, a surge in the undulating water yanked him away, sucking him down. He reached upward, toward where lightning lit the surface. That light grew distant as he sank, down into the black deep, claimed by the void. He blinked, waves and thunder fading. He sat on the cool stones of his cell. The void had taken him, but something had sent him back. He'd returned. Because he'd seen war and destruction. The god king was yelling in fear. Lightsong looked over as the fake priests grabbed Susabron, and Lightsong could see into the god king's mouth. No tongue, Lightsong thought. Of course. To keep him from using all that biochroma. It makes sense. He turned to the side. Blushweaver's body lay red and bloodied. He'd seen that in a vision. In the vague shadows of morning memory, he'd thought the image had been of her blushing. But now he remembered. He looked to the side, the Laramar, eyes closed as if asleep. That image had been in his dream as well. Lightsong realized the man had them shut as he wept. The God King in prison. Lightsong had seen that too. But above it all, he remembered standing on the other side of a brilliant, colorful wave of light, looking down at the world from the other side, and seeing everything he loved dissolve into the destruction of war. A war greater than any the world had known, a war more deadly, even, than the many war. He remembered the other side, and he remembered a voice, calm and comforting, offering him an opportunity to return. Yes, and we later knew Long ago, in 2009, when Brandon was giving out info like candy, uh, that Brandon's just like, oh yeah, the voice is, in, is called Endowment. I'm like, oh, cool. So, that is a shard. And mm-hmm. that's, that's what we see of her. Uh, yeah. And we didn't see any more of her until Oathbringer, which is crazy, actually. Uh, and we'll 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 talk about this, but she's the one who wrote the first letter in the part two epigraphs of uh, Oathbringer. Dearest Sophandrius, I received your communication, of course. I noticed its arrival immediately, just as I noticed your many intrusions into my land. You think yourself so clever, but my eyes are not those of some petty noble, to be clouded by a false nose and some dirt on the cheeks. You mustn't worry yourself about race. It is a pity about Aeona and Skye, but they were foolish, violating our pact from the very beginning. Your skills are admirable, but you were merely a man. You had your chance to be more, and refused it. No good can come of two shards settling in one location." It was agreed that we would not interfere with one another, and it disappoints me that so few of the shards have kept this original agreement. As for Ulida, it was obvious from the outset that she was going to be a problem. Good riddance. Regardless, this is not your concern. You turned your back on divinity. If race becomes an issue, he will be dealt with, and so will you. That was great. That was was great narrating. That is, you are now graphic audio higher no just kidding but uh you you're now going to be on any podcast where we read that and we read endowment so yeah that's that's going to be that's that's the endowment voice that was excellent not ominous at all no not ominous at all now endowment might be my favorite shard guys 
Yeah, and oh, endowment's cool. That's that's why I want. It's not the shard stuff. I would take, but it's my favorite shard. <laughs> yes. Uh, and just love how savage she is. Just like, no, yes. I'm done. You're done. Get out. He will be dealt with. Like, oh, you're you really are you? Now we do have a word of Brandon. In case you were like, that didn't sound like endowment to me. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we don't know a lot about endowment, but we do have a quote from the. Oathbringer tour that a uh, page runner asked if all those letters were some shards and Brandon said yes and that they are all ones we've seen or know of and Brandon said yes which means obviously it's not honor obviously it's not cultivation obviously it's not odium and you you whittle it down and shards you've seen you you quickly realize that endowment's the only one that could be that one right yeah yeah like that that's that's it she's pretty much the only shard that we know of that isn't either dead or doing all of the things she condemns in the letter mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah that letter can't be cultivation it's like yeah i'm definitely gonna settle uh you know other shards like no that's it's obviously not cultivated. So we have some words of Brandon about endowment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the first one is that endowment is female, which is why we had Grace do that. But we, we do know explicitly that endowment is female. That was a subject of debate for quite a while. It was I know I was in favor of endowment being male. That's true, because uh, probably because of Ostre, right? Yep. Yep, and we're, we'll, we'll talk about that some more. Mm-hmm. Then, later, and Brandon raffled this for a long time. Brandon uh, raffled Edgley, or how, how do you pronounce that, Grace? Edgley? Okay, one of those two. But Brandon eventually relented and did say that Edgley is endowments holder. Now we got the name Edgley from the tears of Edgley, the flower that grows in Hel- Halendron and only yes. Halendron. Only Halendron. Uh, it gives brilliant and vibrant colors mm-hmm. uh, to things and presumably has other effects too. Yeah. Um, I think there was a word of Brandon that I was scrolling through. I didn't put this in the doc, but someone said about making tea. Yeah. It's like, well, what would happen if I made tea with the tears of ugly? And Brandon's just like, you'd have a very interesting cup of tea. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Thanks, Brandon. I can see all of the colors. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) You get really, you're you're just like on LSD. So many colors. (laughs) There, There was a quote. On, uh, you know, does endowment have a physical presence? And Brandon said, oh, it doesn't appear on screen in Warbreaker, which is obviously the tears. Mm-hmm. Which I think they do technically appear on screen in oh, like they? one garden scene. Mm, maybe. I kind of forget. It's been a while since yeah. I've read this. I, like, I remember this word of Brandon being contentious because we do see the tears. But I uh, wouldn't be surprised if Brandon forgot about that. Because it's yeah, it's an offhand mention. Like they're yeah. not an important part of any scene. No, no. He probably was just like, maybe that changed it from draft to draft, and probably look. It's probably hard to remember what happened and what made the cut in the final draft. I mean, we are talking about the guy who still says "silver eye" every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, 
So maybe don't take him 100% at the things he remembers. That is very true. (laughs) Or thinks that the source of Hoyt's immortality is obvious to everyone that reads (laughs) Drakensteel. Yeah. (laughs) So we do have, this is a little bit of a non-canon word of Brandon. But But it's kind of crazy. It it is crazy. And it's interesting to think about. Yes. And so, in the original draft of the Well of Ascension ending, there were multiple mist spirits that showed up. Yeah. So, first selector was asked Brandon about those other mist spirits, and could, could he identify at least one of them? And so, Brandon said that endowment was there. But he makes the point that, like, that is still, that is very much not canon to the current Cosmere. Yeah, and he put an asterisk in there and was like, hey, make sure, remember, there's, there is an asterisk here. So mm-hmm. It makes sense to me because from that letter, it does not seem like endowment would be the type to visit other worlds where there are shards and get involved with things. So it makes sense that that is not canon at all anymore. Well, well I, mean, I think not- it's something that she would do. It's just not something that she did do. Because she does make this point that, like, if something needs to be dealt with, like, I'll take care of it. Like, yeah, right. To Hoyd like, I, yeah. or Odium. Yeah, I feel like she, if there was something necessary, she would then do that. Mm-hmm. But, and it, it's just interesting that it's like, yeah, in the original plan, yeah, endowment was just there in that original trap. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? There are world hoppers in this book? Well, These books? Yeah. I don't understand. I'm, yeah. I'm confused. I, I wonder if. The idea of like, because presumably endowment herself wasn't on schedule. Like this yeah, was yeah, like yeah. a projection. Yeah. I wonder yeah, if this something. is this grew into the idea of avatars oh. or something. Yeah, maybe. Like some, I have no doubt that shards can do stuff like that. Oh yeah. So. I mean, look, if Luke can do it in the Last Jedi. <laughs> I'm so I'm so glad to hear just bring, bringing the Star Wars into it. Last Jedi spoilers, by the way. Oops, sorry. <laughs> but theoretically, the shards exist everywhere, so they should be able to manifest a vaguely humanoid bit of mist to like interact with things. Well, if not more so. Yeah, I mean, shards manifesting is a subject of great interest for me. But mm-hmm. it, I feel it would be easy. But I mean. Why can't shards manifest all the time, you know, yeah, even on the planet that's it's invested in is weird. But if a shard needed to do a thing, I'm sure they can find a way to expend their resources to do it. Mm-hmm. Seems probable. Yeah. Like, it, it probably makes them vulnerable in some way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So Brandon was asked about Endowment's plans, asked if she has any long-term things going on. And he said no, that she's pretty focused on her thing. Wasn't too specific about what that thing was, but yeah, mm-hmm. she's pretty much doing her stuff. Everyone else gets to do their thing until they yeah. step on her toes, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> she She's content being god of Nalthus and doesn't want other people playing with her toys. Yep. Uh, so, Infeathered asked, assuming the events of the first Mistborn 
book took place on Nalthus instead, and especially considering the circumstances of Kelsier's passing and events afterward, would he have returned? Brandon, that's a very interesting question. Endowment can be somewhat erratic. I don't know, honestly. I'd have to think about it. Yeah. So Trey asked a question that Brandon summarized as, why does the entity that picks who returns, why did they pick who they did? And your question implies there's like specific tasks to fulfill. I'm going to say there aren't specifics, but there are certain things the entity is looking for. And then Trey asked again, in the physical realm? And Brandon, yes. There are certain things that they are looking for. Now, let's just say this entity is not necessarily the most consistent of entities in the Cosmere when it comes to making decisions like this. But there are certain things they are looking for. Which paints a very interesting picture of endowment. Yeah, what what does this what does this even mean? She is erratic and can be somewhat erratic, sorry, and is not the most consistent of entities. What does that mean? What could that possibly mean? Why? Because like they she picks returned to influence events on Nalthus, obviously. At least Nalthus. At least not this. <laughs> you know? And some of those, like, some return do have conflicting missions. Because uh, Blush Weavers was to um, build uh, Hollingen up into a military force for the new many war. And Light Songs was to prevent the new many war. Which. Was that Bl- Blush Weavers' mission? Pretty much, like, Consolidating doing. I'm pretty sure it had. I think it's in the annotations. I don't remember that. The annotations say that she also returned to try. She the, the annotations say she also saw the impending war. I know that. I don't remember if it exactly says she returned because she didn't want Tertillier to fall to the invaders. She saw taking it after Bluefingers and the others caused their revolt. That's why she gathered the armies. Oh, okay, so she saw what happened, but uh, <laughs> she had a went about tactic. it differently. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I guess endowments like, you know, I just want this to stop. I don't know how we're going to stop this, but <laughs> we're going to do we're going to do this in some manner. Yeah. Right? And doesn't yeah. like have a necessarily an overall grand plan, I guess, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Well, she does have overall plans. Yes. It's just the specifics don't necessarily matter to her. Mm. How else so, do we think she could be erratic? Um, so my thought was maybe that she kind of has like a list of qualities and people that she returns. But then if there's someone where she's like, eh, I don't really like you, even if they have all those qualities, she might not return them. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you know, given that letter, that does seem like a thing that she would do. Yeah, because Brennan has implied that there is something to the iridescent tone's belief that you return because you did something heroic or something of great ideals and stuff. Yeah, it's not always how it happens, but there is something Mm -hmm. to that. Because sometimes babies return and why? (laughs) Right. Man, what is going through Endowment's brain is like, this infant, I'm returning them. Like, what? So, yeah, sure, I guess uh, 
that makes sense for some erraticness. <laughs> what do you think, Josh? Do we know if endowment has future sight? At least some measure of it. Because I mean, it's possible that she could have seen, you know, this baby could have done something great and didn't have the opportunity. That's a good point. Actually. Yeah, that. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I would assume that any any shard can glimpse into the spiritual realm. Just how good that shard is, you mm-hmm. know, depends how good they are. Uh, and clearly, like White Song and Blushweaver, like when they returned, they clearly saw into the future, and that's obviously looking into the spiritual realm, mm-hmm. right? Right. Like reading that first quote, that's kind of like that. But and it's a guided vision, I think. Well, Somewhat yeah. guided vision. Yeah. 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 Maybe. Maybe endowments like walking them through the a glimpse into the spiritual a little bit. You yeah, know? as opposed to Laros just tossing Kelsier into the deep end. <laughs> hey, Laris. <laughs> hey, Laris was pretty erratic. Yes. <laughs> definitely. Secret history, right? Yeah, I guess I guess that makes sense, but uh I, I don't maybe there's just other ways that she's not consistent in some ways. Gets bored and goes and does stuff elsewhere. Yeah, <laughs> goes to the well of ascension, <laughs> you know, no big deal. Or it's because we've had the theory that night uh, endowment interfered in the creation of night blood, right? To potentially, that's how she's going to deal with odium. Yes, right. And yeah. but like here, she's been like, oh, it's not okay to interfere in other shards' affairs. And yet oh, she- wait, wait, wait. That wasn't quite what she said about the pact. Yes. About interfering. She just yeah. said, don't settle. Won't be good. But maybe she's just like, yeah, you know. There's a fine line there. And I think the intention was, like, we go to our separate planets and never interact ever again. Sure. But now that you did do that, now I have to deal with stuff. Yeah. And so... She says, like, oh, we should not interfere in other affairs. And yet she's secretly interfering with Odium's affairs. So, like, that's kind of, like, hypocritical, maybe erratic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Some people could view it that way. Yeah. It's not like, Ruin, I'm going to destroy things. What did you do? You destroyed things. Yeah, okay, you're pretty consistent, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Versus Odium, where he just goes and wrecks everybody's stuff. He's pretty consistent, <laughs> Yeah, too. Yeah. I mean, okay. Endowment, to me, almost has, like, early Vivenna vibes in that kind of, like, I believe I am right, and I'm going to, like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Very, like- very, very much believing that she is right, and kind of almost looking down on other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do kind of get that from that letter. Yeah. It's like, no, you you turned your back. Wow, that sucks for you. Mm-hmm. Don't meddle. I'm a goddess. Me. Like, my opinion matters more than yours. Yes. I, I would, yeah, I kind of like that. Oh, man. Brandon was like, subtly foreshadowing, yeah, this is Vivenna's struggles, kind of like what the, the shard's going through. Oh, man. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> I don't know if that's the case but that i like that i like that a lot i wouldn't put it past him yeah <laughs> i wouldn't put anything <laughs> past him yeah passion uh <laughs> there are some other quotes mm-hmm. uh 
Okay, so Brandon was asked if there was a similar relationship between endowment and Halandrin's jungle, as there is between Harmony and the Elendel Basin. So Brandon said yes and no. The flowers are being fed by something that's very similar to what you might find on other planets. So the ground is saturated with something that is having a similar effect as Elendel Basin. But it's not the same thing. Elendel Basin was just created, or was crafted really, really well, and then it was endowed with a little bit of extra oomph. Here, in Halandrin's jungle, we have this extra seeping into the ground from the pool, which is saturated around and causing the flowers and causing what's going on there. I, I think this was actually asked by Wendy. Yes, yes, it was, it was at Spokane. Yep, indeed. Mm-hmm. Indeed it was. I was there. Mm-hmm. And I think I seem to remember Brandon saying something. You'll hear more about it in Words of Radiance. I'm like, what? I don't understand what that has to do with Words of Radiance. But sure, whatever. Uh, Perpendicularities. Yeah, I guess. Because Yasna makes one. Or no, it's the the story about um, rock rock meeting Hoy. Yeah. In the Hoi Eater Oceans. I guess I just thought, I guess Brandon's, you'll hear more about it, is... You should always interpret that very broadly, yeah. I guess. So I'm going to drop a little nugget in front of you, and you best pick it up or not, whatever. Yeah. So obviously what he's talking about is endowment's perpendicularity is in the Halangen jungle somewhere, and it's leaking into soil there, and that's why the Tears of Edgley can only grow there. Yeah. I have a question for you all. Okay. Okay. Do you think that the flowers could grow in soil elsewhere if there was a source of investiture around? Or are they specifically keyed to endowments, perpendicularity juice? It's like, could Stormlight facilitate their growth or the mists on Scadrial? It has to be endowment stuff. I think. Well, maybe the flowers could do different things if there was other investiture, but then they wouldn't really be the tears, right? It'd kind of be different, functionally. What about if you um, endowed breath into the soil? Could they grow from that? Can you do that? (laughs) You can put breath in anything. Like, Whether it does something (laughs) is another matter, but the investiture (laughs) is still there. Yeah, I guess. I mean... the perpendicularity is very concentrated endowment investiture, so I feel like breath would not suffice. It'd be an interesting question to ask Brandon. That's in my true. opinion. Yeah. yeah. So you stick nightblood into the ground <laughs> and then plant flowers. <laughs> I'm sure nightblood would it nothing would go wrong with that. <laughs> no, the flowers would just destroy evil. That's where the piranha plants came from in Mario. Got it. Done. <laughs> Are you trying I, to say that Mario is evil because the piranha plants eat Mario? Yes, Mario <laughs> Jumpman Mario is the bad guy. Now you know. Yes. I'm kind of wondering, I guess this perpendicularity is above ground because we know, Josh, I don't know if you know this, but that there are, if you're in the Nalthian cognitive realm, there are customs that you have to go to to enter Nalthus. I don't know if you heard about this. I have not. Tell me more. <laughs> well, that, that's basically it. Brandon was just saying it would be a nice place to visit in the Cosmere. They have customs. It's really nice if you're a world hopper. Uh, <laughs> amazing. It's a nice place to vacation. <laughs> yeah. Any uh, spren to declare? Yeah. Right. 
What forms of immortality do you have? <laughs> Are you Hoid? Because screw you. So, I guess I always assumed when this was occurring that I was like, maybe the perpendicularity is un- underground, but I guess not. It- well, it could be like in a cavern somewhere. Yeah, I guess. With yeah. access to the surface, but. Yeah. It's like I, I just always interpreted that to mean that the their that perpendicularity is hard to get to, but I guess not if there's customs. So yeah, and now I'm just imagining like a bored TSA agent sitting in front of the pool. Yes, a very <laughs> yes, a Nalthian TSA agent. Yep, yeah, that's mm-hmm. maybe someone will come by today. No, oh, a fuse, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> now, do we think? The customs is already set up by the time of Warbreaker, or is that a later well, Cosmere thing? One, an astute reader would note that things being invested is a Nalfian term that Vasher uses. Yes. Well, we and, don't know if it's originally Nalfian, but well, that's true. Vasher does use it. And Vasher, Vasher is a world hopper. Well, and yeah. They, he was a world hopper before the events of Warbreaker. So. Yes. Yeah. And he went and he went to Roshar. But, like, Roshar doesn't use the word invest, right? No. So, like, that's the only time that we've seen, like, other than the Ars Arcanum, mm-hmm. that, like, people have just said, oh, yeah, that thing's invested. Like, that's Vasher. Yeah. He says that. Mm-hmm. So Vasher's yeah. been hanging out with Chris too much. Well, maybe. Uh, the five scholars are among the earliest Cosmere scholars, like, the earliest Arcanists. I would assume that world hopping would need to be relatively well known for the customs to exist and so maybe during the time of warbreaker that there was enough but well, like not during the time where vasher and the five scholars were moving around like i wouldn't say during many war i wouldn't say around then no because it's not very well known on the physical realm side sure yeah so it would, it would need to be like a group of world hoppers or something or mm-hmm. probably people in the know yeah, and endowment definitely has a hand at that. Yeah, maybe I'm just wondering how then Hoyd gets in and out if endowment's like I've noticed your intrusion. Well, she doesn't like have to, like they the customs agents work for her, but she's not like watching the perpendicularity at all times because she's the goddess. She has more important things to do. That's why she hired all of these underlings to do it for her. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. She she covers this. It's f- a fake nose and some dirt on the cheeks. Yeah. He walks yeah. right by him. <laughs> yeah. I'm just imagining now endowment going to her board TSA agents. I would I would say, yeah, yeah. Have you seen this man? If, they're like, if there I, is I someone with a fake guy. nose and dirt on his cheeks, do not let him through. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> well, like, she doesn't necessarily say that his intrusions are a bad thing. She's just like, I noticed you're here. It's just like, yeah. like, yeah, I guess that's I true. know you're doing stuff like you're trying to hide from me, but I know you're there. Well, that's true. And Hoyd clearly is trying to har- hide from shards because, you know, the letter from Harmony mm-hmm. says it's like, wait, what? What? How did you do this? <laughs> Please tell me more. Thanks. Uh, yeah, it's like, I'm the new kid. Can I? W- would you come talk to me so that I Please can know something? Please, Please talk to wait. me. Yeah, he can hide from Odium's sight because mm-hmm. <laughs> if not, he he would be wrecked, right? Yeah. So, I I I would say the customs would 
could be around during the time of Warbreaker or shortly thereafter. Yeah, I, I feel yeah. like it's around that time. Thinking about it, I think it makes sense for it to either have been the five scholars helping set it up when they were in their world hopping stage. That's true. Or maybe I, that either or Vivenna after she starts world hopping are the two things I can think of where. Or maybe like, there's some other world hoppers. It's way yeah. too easy to get in and out yeah. of here. We gotta set something up mm-hmm. here. Yeah, there, those defenses. are both good options. Yeah. So long-term listeners of the podcast have probably remember my theory that uh, Edgley, it is not a meme, it is a legitimate theory. <laughs> that yes. Edgley is a dragon. Sorry, I guess you've just said it so much that it's become a meme to me. <laughs> You wound me. So, this largely goes to a question asked by Russ Labar on Twitter, who asked, is Dragon's Nest, which is a term that does show up in Warbreaker, a Nalthus to English translation, or are dragons part of their culture? Is Edgley a dragon? Brandon's answer was, dragons are mythological on Nalthus, but there is a reason that the stories exist. It's not a translation quirk. Now, this could be as simple as, yo, dragons exist in the Cosmere. They were on Yulin. Most humans come from Yulin. They should have memories of that. Cult- but Culturally, yeah. My theory or- <laughs> is that endowment is a dragon. Like, come on. We know there's at least one. Yeah, uh, we do. We do know that there are... All three species from Yolan, humans, Shodel, and dragons, uh, are vessels. Uh, Ulida, those are Shodel. Now, it, it is really awesome to think of Egli as a dragon. For the record, I think that's really cool, and I want to know about that. You know? I'm sorry, you said magical color dragon? I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that does sound pretty cool. Mm-hmm. She's resplendent in her glory. Yes. Man, that, that is really cool. Just like thinking of the mechanics of that. And maybe that's why she doesn't seem the most consistent because she's a dragon and she'll just do what she wants and human motives or something, you know? Who who knows how that works, right? Do like not the humans, meddle in the one. affairs of dragons because you are crunchy and tastes good with ketchup. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hoid. Give me some ketchup. Or TSA agent, give me some ketchup. I'm gonna catch Hoid. <laughs> there you go. It's it's hard to glean too much from a name of a vessel. Yeah, Nati and Laros was like, I wouldn't be surprised if she was a dragon, right? Yeah, like, that would yeah. be reasonable. That's the uh, most favorably you've ever responded to that theory. No, no, I just no. My perspective is just that you want a shard to be a dragon, and you've repeated it many times and so i make fun of you for that and but this i think is is completely reasonable i'm just making fun of you saying that oh this shard could totally be a dragon guys i've only said that about two shards this is uh, all these shards they could totally be dragons what, what was your other one autonomy right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the one whose physical form is not important because like she can shape shift because she's a dragon yeah, but shards could appear to be anything that they want to be. If Odium wants to appear to be like an old wise king that's like, yeah, I'm I'm pretty great. I'm God. What's up? He could do that. If he wants to look like 
Kuki Jafar, he could probably do that too, right? My we scepter is now my art. snake rod, you know, no. that's like mind controlling, you know? I did make an Aladdin joke the, on the other podcast. This is great. Perfect. Um, I remember now. So I, it's fine. I don't have an issue with this, Ian. I'm just saying you say that shards are dragons a lot. And the next time that we see another shard, you'll be like, no, this one, this one, guys, this one's because, totally the dragon. Because shards are dra- as dragons are really, really cool to think they are about. Cool. They are cool. I agree with all of them. I will only say that if I have a legitimate argument for why it is a dragon. I don't know if that autonomy theory is pretty sound. I'm just saying. Have a legitimate argument or can come up with a legitimate argument. I can rationalize a great many things. (laughs) Of course you can. You're a mathematician. That's true. Well, I'm a math math professor. I don't do mathematics, John. It's a difference. So do we want to move on to my other theory? Yeah, Yeah, let's hear your other theory. Okay. So the god of ostracism, which is the religion that the Idrians like Siri and Vivenna belong to, yes. is named Ostra. Yes. Who's the god of color, right? Yeah. And Blaze1616 asked, Ostra, is that endowment? You referenced him as male, but endowment's female. So I'm dying to know. Brandon, no, Ostra is not. So who do you think Ostra is? And Blaze said, since it's not endowment, I personally think it's a return from long ago. Brandon, that's a very good conclusion. But at that point, I don't think we knew about autonomy interfering with other oh, worlds okay. and okay. creating avatars. Sure. Because we've seen on schedule, like, presumably, we don't have this confirmed, but no. come on, Trell is totally autonomy. Trell, there is a random... For people who are like, no, Trell's something else. Dude, there is a random craftsman named Trell on Taldane. Like, eh, I... Yes. That's clearly intentional. What does that have to do with things? Yeah. yeah, But, like... Yes. That is an instance of an avatar co-opting an existing religion and twisting it to its own purposes. And we know that Following the many war, ostracism turned against awakening. And Vasher is like, That's why true. did that even happen? Like, I don't really understand why. Because it was autonomy turning them against endowment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure, but it could also just be the cultural thing that the Idrians, that's their god, and the Idrians are like, yeah, I mean... We don't really like awakening anymore, so our religion is just going to adapt to our new cultural sensibilities. But then again, Brandon just saying, "Yeah, Australia is not an endowment." It's just like it's just weird mm-hmm. that that's straight up. Just he just said that. Yeah, you know? and he doesn't say like, "Oh, it's just a con- cultural construct." Yeah, yes. Yeah, so yeah. you think Austria is? Yeah, yeah like there's the implication that Austria is something. Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. I mean it. If Blaze is right, and it is a very old returned, for example, then that's the original Austria, but then Legends, you know, just... I feel like yeah. that would be more well-known, because Returned are still very new. Like That's true. Like, the first Returned was maybe 600 years ago, like, we don't... Yeah. But less than a thousand, definitely. Well, that's true, Uh, but maybe they're... 
that was just the first return that was like well known. Maybe there there could have been other ones that was like I don't know what the hell that is. You know, like that's totally possible. We don't we don't know if Vo is the first return, and there are questions about that. Like yes, and you know, but we also know that awakening is a new magic. Oh, which for sure. like there is a theory that endowment arrived on Nalthus fairly recently in history. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it would make sense that. that like Vo is the first returned. Sure, sure. I mean, but uh, is is it possible that like there were other older returns that you know? Yes, just turned into mythology. Like, it's possible. It's because the pawn call like that's wasn't a part of their culture. True, and so like it would have like. Because it's so localized there. Like, returns do happen elsewhere in the world, but, like, True. they started in what became Halendrin. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hanald, or whatever. Hanald, yep. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense, because that's where Endowment's chart pool is. Yep. But, like... What focal point of power yeah. equals more power? I Well, their, their <laughs> perpendicularity doesn't need to be their focal point of power. Like, Cultivations is in the Horn Eater Peaks, and... Cultivation's focus of her power is in the valley. It's a focus of her power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a focus. Yeah. Welcome to Pedantic Cast. <laughs> the Brandis Anderson Pedantic Cast. I'm inclined to believe that Vo is the first because Ostra is not a part of Pon Call beliefs at all. Like, yeah. they, we, we don't know very True. much about it, but it's, it's very different. Yeah, I mean. Because, uh, like, Ostraism have- started with Vo. Oh, is that what it, is that what it was? Yes, he returned and had the five visions. Oh yeah, okay. which is like the founding beliefs of Austrism. Yeah, yeah, I do want to just say that it's like a cultural shifting type thing, but <sighs> Brandon just being like, "Yeah, so who is Austria?" <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> well, and then of- that answer of that's a very good conclusion. That's not a yes or a raffo. That's something very different. That's a. Read it that way if you want. Mm, it's like it's like yeah. I can see how you come to that conclusion based on what you know. That's yeah. it's a good conclusion, yeah. but that, that quote was from 2015, long before we knew these things. Yes, but I mean, I guess you know, Trell was clearly a role in Era Two, so Brandon would be like, mm, yeah, I, I, maybe, maybe Ostres. Uh, an avatar. I uh, look looking back here, where Brandon did have a quote is that yes, that's uh, the only endowment's the only shard there. I mean, with Brandon saying he's also the whole, said there is not a shard on first of the sun. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. then later he's like, Pat, Patchy's a shard. So <laughs> asterisk. Thanks, Brandon. So, yeah, who knows how much that's adapting Mm -hmm. in his mind. I just don't remember, like, ostracism very well, to be honest. Yeah. We don't learn a ton, because Siri isn't a particularly devout member of the religion. And Vivenna goes through some stuff in Warbreaker, so doesn't really think about it much. Let's... Let's maybe do some speculation here. Okay. What are Endowment's plans? Stability. What is her thing? Stability? Okay. 
she does not want a world-shattering war on her planet. Like, well, that's true. Yeah, that, that, that. Yes, we definitely know that, that she does not want that. Hard to say. It yeah. is hard to say, because that letter just kind of broke my limited understanding of what endowment was, you know? Like, <laughs> wait, this is endowment? Oh, oh, I would like to know more about her. Do you think just the purpose of returned is just to, like, kind of allow her to influence things in the physical more effectively? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think her powers probably work best when they're gifted. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. With a True. name like Endowment, yeah, it's, like, her sh- entire thing is giving people her own the abilities. ability to do a thing. Right. Yeah. She gives select people a push in the right direction. And hopes that they end up going where she wants them to go. Yeah. How much... Okay, now this will be a kind of weird question. The shard endowment, the intent endowment, how much is that shaping Egli's mind, and how so? I know we don't have a lot of info to go off of, but I want us to kind of spitball on how that's kind of shaping her mind and perspective i really liked that comment josh yeah i was just gonna comment that i i like josh said like it's affecting like how she goes about by like giving people power to do what she wants rather than doing it herself i'm going to give someone the ability to do it well and it is worth noting uh brandon is a member of the lds church who has something very significant known as the endowment. Okay. Tell us more, Josh. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Tell us more. Um, in the LDS faith, the endowment is something that adult members can receive, and it is their belief that they make covenants with God in order to have specific blessings promised to them if they keep those covenants. And... The way I view endowment is very similar in which, you know, specific promises are made, promises that, you know, I'll give you all of this power, but in, you know, someone else's time of need, you need to rise to the occasion and help them and even sacrifice yourself for their good. So it's kind of a trade of like, you know, here's this gift, but it comes with conditions. Yeah, I. that's a really interesting concept. And it absolutely has to be going through Brandon's mind. Absolutely, yeah. He would obviously know about this, right? Yeah, he's very picky about the words for the shards. Yes. And I'm sure that his faith, even though he does a very good job of keeping his faith out of his writings, Mm -hmm. I'm sure that his faith has impacted his view of that word. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, that word's cool, I have some ideas on what that means and yeah i could see that being a shard like that that could just be his thought process right uh-huh. yeah interesting but like connecting endowment as an aspect of the divine which yes. we know all the intents are yeah it's not necessarily something that i would have picked out no yeah but yeah. given the context like that totally makes sense yeah I find it interesting that uh, endowment would pick on dead people. 
It's like, hey, you you can come back. Look at all this that's happening. Hey, you should probably do that rather than just like trying to pick on people who are alive. Well, I think it's, it's a possible matter- though that like her magic works better when they're closer to the spiritual realm or closer to the great mm-hmm. beyond, and she's able to catch them there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. we. It, it, it's like different shards have different like levels of being able to contact people. Like preservation could not talk to people. Like yeah, yeah, he could hear what they were thinking, but he could not inject speech into their brains. Why he couldn't just like manifest like sound out right outside I, their I know, ear? Right? It like make that's, sense. that's that's the thing. Like you're you have so much power. Why can't you just like manifest anything? Whereas like. When people die in the Cosmere, like they go to the cognitive realm and then they transition beyond. So it's like, yeah, and, and that's Harmony where... clearly is like, yo, I can, I like to, I'm, I talk to the dead people. I, and it's I, like, I do this. I take. We this see this with, um, Wax in Bands of Mourning. Like, yep, Sazed walks with him, and it's like he considers that his most sacred duty. Yeah. By the way, Wax sort of returned because Sazed totally offers him a choice. To return. <laughs> yes, but see, it comes without the endowment. You get no gift. Yep. You just get to go yeah, back. No, no yeah. nothing. Nothing mm-hmm. else. All the conditions, but no gift. Thanks, <laughs> pretty <Harmony>. much. <laughs> Thanks. Well, the gift was the knowledge that, like, oh, it wasn't a choice between oh, duty the gift and adventure. Was it was a choice oh, yes. between two adventures. That's like getting socks for Christmas Eve. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh great the gift well, no, my I'm magical powers knowledge just gonna say it's like you know you're an adult where you when you ask for socks for christmas and you're excited when you get them i okay. mean that, that, yeah my 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 brother wears the toe shoes you know the, the vibrams he okay. always asks for toe socks for christmas and he's always he's very excited to get them he, did you know those toe shoes there are nice leather ones that you can wear for formal occasions, which he's definitely done. That uh, <laughs> he wears them everywhere. He does not wear regular shoes. I mean, if that I feel very conflicted about this. <laughs> he he works in Silicon Valley, so you know they're like it's, it's not quite the same, right? It's a little weird yeah. there. Yeah. He runs mar- marathons in them. Uh, true well, story. that makes sense. Like, yeah, but uh, I-, I was also just googling if there was anything to glean from the definition of the word endowment, but it's exactly what you expect it to be. So it's like okay, but I really like the idea that the way she prefers to interact is to not interact herself, but to give someone something and then have them do it. Uh, and maybe she, I, I don't know, maybe she just finds that to just be how... It's more in line with her intent, so it's easier for her to do. Well, yeah, well, I, I'm more just trying to, like, glean what her personality is now, being warped by her intent. Because Cultivation's all like, yeah, you know, I, I'm in charge of all things that grow, including the thorns. And just, you know, the, you, you really get that when you talk with Cultivation directly. And I'm just kind of wondering... What a conversation with endowment would be like. Like, how does that shape her personality? Like, how should I act? Well, I need to give someone something in order for them to agree to do it in in some way. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it could be as simple as like, if she steps in and does everything, the people of Nalthus will never like 
grow up, basically. Yeah. So it's like, she's trying to usher them in a direction, but a step removed. It's like, she's giving them nudges, but like, they are still progressing on their own. The, the different tactic than Harmony did was like, I don't know how to act. And Endowment's like, oh, I know how to act, but I'm not going to do everything. Yeah, this is, I have my process. Okay. She's a much more experienced god. Than- well, that's certainly true. So it's like, I really want to know if like she was on another planet and like totally screwed up and it's like, nope, I'm going to start and over then on coming Nalthus. to Nalthus relatively recently. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is a really interesting question. So the impression I get from Endowment is that she is the person who will offer you a gift, but you have to be very careful about accepting because you know that she is going to ask for something in return later. Mm-hmm. Like, in, the like return later. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Literally like, just a genie. Yeah. I have a fondness for the Fae. Like that's a, like that's a very yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She- yeah, I do kind of get that vibe. Yeah. And she'll, and she'll tempt you with showing you visions of the future. Like, hey, you know, that's pretty bad. Things, you should probably yeah. do something about that, right? Am I right? Yeah. You and here's should. what you can do about that. <laughs> it's pretty compelling. Like, yeah. You know? Endowment is not, I'm going to give you a gift because you need it. Endowment is, I am going to give you this tool and then you will go do my bidding. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. And see, now I'm yeah. just imagining her, like, laying on a couch and saying, okay, you know what? I'll buy the drinks, but you have to go to the store. <laughs> 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 no, that's what she does with her TSA agents. <laughs> so, one question I have is, in Mistborn Secret History, we do yes. have those two scenes where Kelsier oh, yeah. looks into the divine of ruin and preservation. Yeah. And has those two really great quotes. We get a couple of those in Way of Kings with Cultivation and Odium. Yes. How would the infinity of endowment be described? Ooh, I like this question a lot because this is one of those things that I can't properly grasp. That until I talk with, until, until I just go to say hi to endowment, <laughs> until we see endowment talk like cultivation met with Thalinar, then it's it's gonna not be clear what she is, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like this is those are one of those things that Brandon workshops a lot before <laughs> oh, absolutely. Can, getting submit. Like, hmm, what is preservation? Yeah. Also, ruin and preservation are easier, <laughs> but we, mm-hmm. we did see, like, odium and, like, I can kind of grasp honor, but endowment is just... It's one of the most esoteric shards. Yeah, like, how would you describe that with autonomy? Like, autonomy is like the only other one that's more esoteric than endowment in a way, right? This infinity that, like, I don't know. Maybe I'll come up with something and put it in the comments later, but that's that's, mm-hmm. that's one of those things I can't just whip off the top of my yeah, head. Yeah, like, I have you know? no idea. Like, If you have a good idea of a description of what endowment is, how to describe her infinity, come on. That was good. I like that. Yeah. Um we were also talking uh before we started the podcast about how the return visions are not only basically the spiritual realm, right? Mm-hmm. But also a bit like uh you know, the, the death rattles with Moloch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like 
as Return live, they, they get these weird visions of the future, mm-hmm. right? And that's kind of like that. Yeah. Like, those are powered by the spark of death, I think. Like, they're powered by the death itself. Like, as it's... Well... The three aspects oh, are yeah, splintering yeah, yeah. apart. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm wondering, do... Because modern definitions of death are very different from, like, medieval definitions of death. Yes. Are returned clinically dead when they (laughs) return? Or are they just, like, stop breathing, no heartbeat? Well, I mean... Because, like, where is that line? Like, Well, the Cosmere definition's always kind of weird, because it's like, ah, yeah, you're, you're... You know, your soul leaving the body, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's all super Cosmere-y. I, I, I suppose I was uh, less thinking of the visions after they're dead and more like the visions that they get, that the return get when they're alive. Because they do see oh, things. Like, that's... White Song sees things in the painting, right? Okay. And that's that's yeah. weird and very specific, right? Yes. <laughs> I was not considering that. Yeah, sorry. I didn't make that clear. Okay. Because, like, I think the death visions are powered by endowment herself. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, for she, sure. She's, she's guiding them. And I think those other visions, we, we know that, you know, the, the, the more power you have, you know, that, that mm-hmm. lets you future sight. I, I think it's a function of the divine breath in some way. And, like, it, it's mentioned that, like, those paintings, like, but Brandon like, like talks about them in a specific way in the annotations, I think. Yeah. Well, it can't just be the divine breath, right? Because Kaladin sees one of those paintings and also gets Yeah, like the that's true. Dalinar thing. But but he is invested. Yeah. Thinking about what you said with like the function of the divine breath, I'm wondering like mechanically why the returned don't uh remember. Yeah. I feel like that must be just like a design of endowment, you know? Yeah, okay, so this is from 2010 in the Goodreads fantasy book discussion about Warbreaker. Of course. Um, the goal of those paintings, and this is spoilery, by the way, the paintings are actually what the text implies they are. They are abstract paintings which Light Song, having a touch of the divine, is able to see and read into things that which aren't necessarily there. Beyond that, art is a magical thing in the war- world of Warbreaker. When an artist creates a work of art, Part of this artist's soul ends up in the artwork. Someone who has many breaths and who's returned like light song has the inherent ability to see into the art and perceive that. So the light so light song can interpret correctly an abstract piece based on what the artist is trying to convey in a way that a normal person couldn't. I totally forgot about that. That it's part of the artist's soul just gets ripped off and puts in the art. That's crazy. And there was one other thing. Like, whoa, that's so cool. And painting inquisitors (laughs) calling it now. (laughs) Well, and that that just makes sense with Kaladin. You know, like he's got has access to much more things, and you know, the the art's kind of interesting because it's almost allowing you to glimpse. I mean, it is allowing you to glimpse into the spiritual, right? Mm -hmm. Like, putting a bit of soul stuff there allows other people with sufficient investiture to glimpse into the spiritual, which, in some sense, is actually really crazy, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I I found the other thing. This is from the annotation to chapter 26. Um, This is our uh, Light Song Sees the Painting of the Red Battle. 
This is our first major clue, though a subtle one at the time, that there might be something to the religion of the iridescent tones. Light Song does see something in this painting that an ordinary person wouldn't be able to. A well-crafted piece of art made by a person channeling the tones and connected to them via breath can speak to a return. Now, in this case, it doesn't work exactly like Lenamar says it does. Light Song doesn't actually prophesy about the black sword in the way the priest thinks. In other words, Light Song isn't prophesying that he'll see the black sword, Nightblood, in today's activities. Instead, Light Song is seeing an image of a previous war, which is prophetic in that another many war is brewing. In many cases, Nightblood will be important to the outcome of the battle. So he was actually seeing Shashara wielding Nightblood. In the past. Let me just pick, pick part of sentence of that. A well-crafted piece of art made by a person channeling the tones and connected to them via breath can speak to a returned. Connected to them via breath? Is yeah. that capitalized, C? It is no. not capitalized in the annotation, no, but I just got to pick out that word connected. Yeah. What does it mean yeah. to channel the tones what that's great that that's super weird yes it is you know what this conversation's making me sad about guys what that we don't have stormlight 4 yet that we don't have the sequel to warbreaker because there's so many (laughs) nalvian questions that i need answers for and once brandon writes that book then maybe we'll get some freaking answers out of him Mm -hmm. rather than being like oh rafo you know gotta rafo you on this but that is so far in the future. I know. Yeah. But do we think that the many war that Nightblood is key to is in Warbreaker 2? Or is it on Roshar? I think it's Nalthus. Yeah, but another many war is brewing. In both cases, Nightblood will be important to the outcome of the battle. I mean, this, like, this that, that is very interesting. Yeah, isn't it? However, like, if Brandon wrote that annotation now, like, I would absolutely support that. But, like, at the (laughs) time he was writing it, I don't think he would allude to things in that way. Yeah, but he always Uh, planned for Vasher to be on Stormfront. Yes, but... So, right? Uh, So, this this is an obvious transition to uh, Nightblood. And if Endowment did provide the extra oomph in making Nightblood, which is an if, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, what Endowment's plan is with Nightblood? We, we did get a nice quote that, you know, suggested that Fuse are going to die, like be dead dead. Yes. Uh, when being struck by Nightblood. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. Let, let's talk about Nightblood, guys. <laughs> So, before we get into this, I want to say, I think Endowment is planning things not as much as you seem to think to. I think a lot of what she's doing to me just kind of seems like, all right, I'll just try this and maybe it'll work and I'll have a couple other contingencies going in case it doesn't. Yeah, like, that's definitely the perception I have. And I definitely get the same thing with Nightblood in that it's... Sort of her just being like, oh, this this could be useful. Mm-hmm. Like she has overarching goals, but like she doesn't really have like step by step plans. Sure, she's a sure. gardener, not an architect. <laughs> <laughs> sure, 
Yeah, that's that's true. I don't know. I'm just I'm just coming back to the same thing that we every time we bring up Night Flood, I'm like, I don't know how this is gonna be like super important to uh Roshar, but clearly it is because Brandon always wanted it to be that. <laughs> and if he's the most invested object, straight up, that's the most. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> that's going to be very relevant. Nightblood to me was an experiment that turned out to be unexpectedly useful, but that she would never want to do again. Does that make sense? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that's reasonable, but much less exciting, Grace. Come on. Yeah, there's a reason there's only one. Well, yes. yeah. But um, Yestiel does know the method to creating Nightblood, whether that would create something like Nightblood or something like the Venice Blade. I know. think it's got to be Vivenna's Blade, for yeah. sure. Because the extra oomph, I don't think anyone really knows what what's up with that. But really. I don't think in-world, at the end of Warbreaker, I don't think Basher knows about the extra oomph. No, I don't think he does either. Yeah. Maybe Shashara knew, but maybe not. I wouldn't I be know. surprised if, like, Endowment just like, ooh, that's interesting, poke. Yeah, I don't, and, I don't like, know. So, like, it went horribly wrong, and they don't know why. It's because yeah, endowment true. went poke. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. Any other last thoughts on endowment? Okay, so I've been thinking about this. I have okay. an idea for Ian's glimpse into infinity. This could be terrible. Okay. But I'm ready. So, endowment is a charity donation that you make to get a tax deduction. <laughs> but you okay. know infinite yes <laughs> the infinite tax one of, one of one of many things inside endowment okay i like that <laughs> maybe not exactly what i was going for but i like that <laughs> that's a that's a pretty good it's not not quite on the same scale of infinities and stuff, but it's pretty terse. I'm not Brandon. Yeah. No, right. Brandon's going to be much more eloquent. I just want one of those for every shard. Me too. Any final thoughts, Josh? No. I, I've said my piece on endowment. You, you, the, the whole reason for you being on this podcast is like, yeah, this LDS thing. Look, at, look how cool that was. There you go. You contributed. Well, we hope you enjoyed that. But we have one more thing to do. It's time for Who's That Cosmere Character? Who's That Cosmere Character? Josh didn't hear the Who's That Cosmere Character jingle. Uh, we, we do edit it in post so that he can't hear it now, but I'm, I'm so glad he approved. Okay, so this is how it is played. The listeners send in a character and five clues. And I read each clue aloud, and after each clue, each panelist gets a chance to guess who the character is. Great. I'm ready. As am I. Yep. I'm ready as I'm gonna be. <laughs> so this Can first... Can you stump Josh, probably? This first one was sent in by Rebecca. Oh, uh, oh is this one, one C or Copper Mind? Yes, I believe it is Copper Mind, Rebecca. Great! Hi, She Rebecca. does good work. Yes. yes, thank you. If it if it isn't, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, if it I'm has not, one seat, Rebecca still does good work on the government. Yes. Okay, the first clue is, this character has golden hair. Golden hair. So that suggests Iriali immediately. 
How many Iriali do we know? Yeem. It is not Yeem. I've got no reasonable guesses based on that description. I mean, it's, it's obviously... It does not always have to be reasonable. Hoid. It is it's not always Hoid. <laughs> it is not Hoid. Like, I'm Hoid pretty sure I guessed Bilbo Baggins at one point, so... <laughs> I thought you said Bilbo. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, God, I don't remember uh, Iriali off the top of my head, to be honest. So I'll take another clue. The next clue is, this character is female. What about one of the queens in the Iriali Triumvirate? Do you have a name? Did they provide names? Uh, They probably did. I mean, that's my my guess. It's it's a queen in the Iriali Triumvirate. One king, two queens. Down there, talk to a queen. I I need a name, Eric. I'm not even. I'm not going to confirm or deny anything unless you give me a name. I don't know their names. Yeah. Uh, Hoyden Drag. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like I feel like there was a woman in Yim's backstory, oh, but man, like that's super I, esoteric. Yeah, like I don't remember her name. It's taking me so much eff- mental effort to not just go to the copper mine and look up yeah. who the two queens of the Iriali Triumvirate are. I swear to God, if the next one is is a queen, I'm gonna flip this table. <laughs> it's like I have an idea, but it that like I see someone could make this mistake, but they don't have golden hair, <laughs> so mm. I'm not gonna guess that person. Do you guys I mean, just want I mean, the next clue? Yes. Yeah, I guess. Okay. This character is a radiant. Oh. Oh, is a radiant with golden hair right now. Oh, was this one of the flat? Was one of the people in the Starfall's vision have golden hair? Does she have golden hair? Did the Stoneward have golden hair? I don't think so. I also don't think we know her name. Oh, yeah, maybe not. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, we don't. No, didn't we know the the name of the uh of the one who healed and not the Windrunner? I honestly don't remember. I don't know if she has gold hair. Um, I don't think, I think she plate does. was on. This could also be someone mentioned in like the gem archive stuff. That's true. That is true. But I don't think they had gold hair. Mulata doesn't have gold hair. No. Right? No, she's Vedan, so she wouldn't. You know what? I'm gonna say Mulata anyway for my guess. It is Suck not it. Mulata. Fine. I know that I know it's not, but whatever. So my guess was going to be Evie, because yeah. even though she does not have golden hair, that's right. She's but blinded. like she She's wasn't blinded. radiant, so no. Do either Josh or Ian have a guess? I do nope. not. <laughs> you want the next clue? Yes. Yep. <laughs> this character is a master. Oh, it's one of the Skybreakers, Kai. Yes, oh! it is Kai. Did she have gold hair? I completely forgot that. Oh, yeah. It is Kai? It is Kai. Oh. No, isn't it Key? A Key, whatever. I don't know. K I, however that's spelled. (laughs) Or however that's pronounced. No. Key. Key. That's her key. Yeah. Eh. Close enough. That's how the Japanese would say it, okay? Yeah, she's This is Roshan. All right. Brandon also likes to say, like, Sky is Skay. So it's like, well, death of the author. We can pronounce things however we want. (laughs) 
Unless Please it's no Aeons. death of the author. Unless, unless it's Aeons. Yeah, okay. What's the, What was the last clue? The last clue is this character is a skybreaker. All right. That was that was good. Yeah. I, 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 I liked that. That was that was good. That was good. We completely, I completely forgot, forgot that the Master- skybreakers when talking about radiance. <laughs> yeah, I completely forgot that Master Key had gold hair. I didn't remember that. I just like, I'm like what is I, the I literally thought- the only skybreaker I can remember whose name I can remember. Yeah, like I, I think one of the acolytes was named Cord, but that's about it. That's all I remember. <laughs> Great. All right. Thank so you, this next one was sent in by Lady Lameness. Oh, hey, oh, this is definitely a compromise person. The compromise. I, I did not do this intentionally. I just chose like the next two and they both happen to be people who edit the compromise. This is Perfect. a reason why you should edit the compromise because That's we'll remember right. your we names will... and get excited when you send us things. We will be biased towards you. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's a fact. True. Come do compromise objectives. Mm-hmm. All right. The first clue is this character is from Roshar. Oh joy! So we we only have a thousand characters on this list. Not not quite a thousand, I don't think. Is it? Uh, I'm gonna guess seven hundred thirty-five. I I I'm only going to look up category Rosharan. Don't sue me. Here, I'm going to guess Alista, the um, ardent reading Rosharan Pride and Prejudice. It is not Alista. Okay. Is it Puli? It is not Puli. <laughs> is it Jezrian? It is not Jezrian. The next is clue is... What? It is 733. You just knew that. No, I said 735. I knew it was around oh. 730. Okay. That's oh, still unfortunately, obscene. due to Price's right rules, you're over. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next clue is... This character has light gray eyes. Light gray. That's very specific. Light gray. <sighs> Lift has light gray eyes once she becomes radiant. It is not Lift. Okay. Mm. Light gray. Or I guess she has like almost white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Goodness. I don't. I man. I I I, I don't know people who have light gray eyes off the top of my head, but I'm gonna guess. Uh, I'm gonna roll some. No, light gray would be light eyes, right? So it wouldn't be a random bridge for a person. Gaz. It is not Gaz. Mm. Oh, right, you said eyes. <laughs> Eli Sadius, Toral's wife? It is not Eli I Sadius. I, I, I don't remember what her eye color is. I'm just trying to guess a light eyes. I don't know. Next clue is, this character owns a shard blade, shard plate, and rides a Rishadium. Oh, okay. Um, Hatham? High Prince it Hatham? Is, it is not Hatham. Trying to remember mm. which of the high princes. Would Dalinar even count for this anymore? You know? I mean, he did own a shard blade. He did own shard plate, and he has ridden on Rashadium. Do you want to guess Dalinar? No. I don't want to <laughs> guess Dalinar. Fine, I uh, will. Is it Dalinar? It is, it is not Dalinar. Because okay. Dalinar has blue eyes. I don't, I don't remember <laughs> people's eye colors off the top of my head. It's hard enough to remember with people I'm dating, okay? Come on. <laughs> I don't remember these things off the top of my head. Writing a Rashadium. Aelin doesn't have gray eyes. Who else rides a Rashadium? I don't know. 
I need a clue. I'm 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 being wrecked here. The next Coppermind people are wrecking. The me. next clue is this character's house colors are red and silver. Ruthar? No. Okay. Red and silver. Red and silver. It's def that's definitely not Sadius. I know that for sure. Yes. It's a hundred percent not Sadius. Trying to remember all of the other high prince names. Okay, so it's not Sabariel, because he's never going to do that. Even uh, though he is awesome. <laughs> he is my favorite high prince, by the way. Oh, is it Aladar? It is not Aladar. God dang it. Does he own both Blade and Blade? I don't remember. Do you have a he's guess, Josh? No. Need another clue. Need another clue. The final clue is this character was killed by the Blackthorn. Oh. Uh... Tonalon or Tonalon's son? <laughs> no, they didn't have Rashadium. It's the one it's the one in the scene where he contemplates killing Gavilar and he sees the um Rishadium with the music friend trailing behind. And he gives the sword to Gavilar for Elicar. But what is his name? Esoteric Oathringer flashback stuff. No. Uh, I'm going to go with Hoid in drag on a horse. <laughs> Final answer. That is Great. not correct. Crap. Okay. Uh, what is that guy's name? And they like he they're like fighting on like a plateau and Dalinar pushes him off and he plummets to his death. Yeah, who's it's that. That, guy? that was neither. It was neither Battle of the Rift. Correct. Yeah, it's that other guy. I don't remember his name. And he makes a ton of snide remarks about Dalinar. Does he? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Nope. Who's it, Grace? So his name is Kalinor. Oh. But is he the guy I'm talking about? Uh, yes, I believe so. Okay, I get it half right. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. Let me guess who wrote this Coppermine article, Lady <laughs> This is uh -huh. a If you yes. want to stump them, edit the Coppermine. It will make your Who's That Cosmere characters mm -hmm. better. The the lands of Kalinor would eventually become known as the Vama Prince. Um, whoa, cool. Vama's first name is Loradar. Like, oh. That in of itself is kind of like oh, Loradar. Okay. <laughs> well, those were excellent Who's That Cosmere characters, even though we got pretty wrecked. Yes. Uh, That's what made them so good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of these days, Ben will be back, Grace. And you'll have to answer yourself. Would you have gotten Kalinor? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. We will, the world probably, will never know. The, I think the real story is that I, on people who edit the Coppermind, I should really be reviewing these articles so I know these things. <laughs> reviewing them for completeness. That's the real answer to this. We hope you guys like this episode. Come to 7 We have all of the news, discussion, theories, fun and games that you'd ever want, both on 17shard.com and on our Discord, uh, which is below in the description. Come follow 17shard on Twitter, Facebook, 
SoundCloud, YouTube, give us a comment below and leave us a review on iTunes because we like that. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. 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 Bye.